Welcome to Navigating Real Estate, where we discuss the skills, strategies, and success mindset you need to become a top producing real estate broker. I'm your host, Ryan Bucola. ADUs, or accessory dwelling units, are a hot topic in Bend Real Estate. A broker at REMAX Key Properties did some research and found that as of January 2022, 702 ADU permits have been approved by the city of Bend since 2001. Some 516 of those permits have been approved in just the last five years. A big shout out to Aaliyah Knight for pulling these numbers. They really tell a story of recent increases in demand as property owners look for ways to generate income and offset cost. As this interest has increased, we as real estate brokers are hearing from more and more buyers who are curious about the process. But there's a lot of confusion and unknown from permitting to construction process to legal liabilities. Today, we are joined by local all-star architect (laughs) and expert on ADUs, Ryan Starr. Ryan Starr is the principal architect and owner at Starr Designs and Architecture. His firm takes a holistic approach to design that starts by seeking to understand the client's goals, the project's environment, and the future occupants of the space. From high concept to final details, Ryan works closely with his clients to deliver functional and beautiful design. Whether it's a custom home, ADU, multi-unit housing, restaurant, or hotel, Ryan is committed to bringing his client's vision to life. Ryan grew up on a farm in Northeast Oregon. He values our surroundings not just for personal enjoyment and wildlife, but also for protecting the land that feeds us. Having lived in several different cities, Vancouver, BC, Austin, Texas, Oakland, California, and San Luis Obispo, Ryan has personal experience with communities that have been dealing with housing shortages and wildly expensive housing and the cost of living issues for years now. He's seen several different ways cities have responded to these issues. Ryan is interested in how ADUs can strengthen community, increase density in a minimally invasive way, and create additional housing options for renters and build generational wealth for owners. Ryan is the lead architect on the renovation project at 42 Greenwood in Bend, Oregon, which I'm doing. Thanks for joining us today, Ryan. Thank you for having me. That is a lot. (laughs) <laughs> that is a lot. Well, I, there's a lot that's left out of there, too. <laughs> <laughs> where, where in Northeast Oregon were you grow, growing up? Uh, the Grand Ron Valley. The Grand Ron um, Valley. That's yeah. God's country. Yeah, it is. Fantastic. And uh, it's it's pretty interesting for me because when I was a kid, Bend and LeGrand were the same size cities. And uh, now Bend, they're not. <laughs> Bend grew a little bit more than LeGrand yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Well, let's just jump into it. Um, what are the regulations regarding building ADUs in Bend? Um, well, there's there's quite a few things that you have to deal with. Um, the first the first thing you need to deal with is is the uh, the planning department and the development code. Luckily, they have been making the development of ADUs easier and easier, and your uh, your research has just shown that you know. Uh, they've they've been allowing ADUs for a number of years, but the the construction and development of them has really shot up in these last few years because of how much easier they have made things. Um, but then after you get figured out 
what the what the city will let you do, then you have to dive into the building code and you know, make sure you have the the proper fire rated construction for separations. And it's it's a lot more complicated than a typical single family detached home. So there's there's a lot of moving parts there um, for for the permitting and the legal side of things. Um, that's also just kind of scratching the tip for right what what's needed for design and so on. There's there's a there's a lot under the water there that you just don't see. You know, kind of. Mm-hmm like an iceberg kind of a thing. Everyone looks at development and they, it's easy to get excited about the light fixtures and, and what materials you're going to use and all that. But there's so much boring stuff that you have to figure out first, you know, right. and, um, and make sure that, um, make sure that you're doing it right. But there's, um, you know, in, in Portland, I, I had heard they were you know, issuing ADU permits at, at a significantly reduced cost or, or no cost at all. Have we seen anything like that happen from the city of Bend? The city has lowered their costs quite a bit from, from what I understand they used to be. Um, right now to get an ADU through the entire permitting process, that's, you know, SDC fees, um, and, uh, the plans examination fees and, the whole ball of wax there for fees, you're looking in the ballpark of eight, eight to 10 grand. Right. Which, I mean, that might sound like a lot, but if you're moving into a duplex, it's considerably higher. Right. And it's still two units. Right. Right. They, um, they've just kind of created this ADU subset of a, of a duplex kind of simplified things a little bit more. And, um, Part of the reason they're doing that is because ADUs have this smaller size constraint that they have to adhere to, and it just kind of makes everything a little bit easier that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the city has they have really taken on the uh, the pressure that that the city is is feeling with the cost of housing, and I'm I'm actually really surprised and happy to be working here with how progressive the city of Bend has been trying to get ADUs passed. That's great because progressive isn't really a, a word that that gets tossed around at the planning <laughs> or, the, or at the at the building department. Well, I, I will say the city of Bend, is, or sorry, the the city of Portland mm-hmm. is way farther out ahead. Um, like in Portland right now, I think they allow a single family home to ADUs. And I think fairly recently here, they started allowing parking pads. So you can, you can have a concrete parking pad with like a, a camping hookup for sewer and power and all that stuff. And you can rent that parking pad to somebody with a tiny home or a trailer and something like that. So in Portland right now, if I'm understanding correctly, you can effectively have four housing units on a single family lot. So, Um, you know, Bend is a far cry from that, but I do think it would be really interesting if Bend looked at that parking pad uh, option as well. And I'm not saying they necessarily have to do both the ADU and the parking pad, you know, that, that would be, I think, pushing things for a lot of people, but it would kind of also help with the interest that people have in, um, tiny homes, which share a lot of similarities with ADUs, um, 
but it, it gives them a legal place to to park them because that's a very gray area right now that can be a bit of a challenge. It definitely addresses that affordable housing piece. Oh, for sure. You know, because we've talked about, you've talked about that permit process is eight to $10,000. Yeah. You know, so let's talk about, let's talk about hard costs of building an ADU, not, not including money, not include, you know, let's talk about just hard costs. What do you, what are you seeing? First of all, let me ask you this. Let me back up. What's the maximum allowable square foot for uh, for an ADU in the city of Bend? That's actually one of the things is the the city simplified and they just made it straight across the board, 800 square feet for an ADU anywhere. And it it's part of what I was talking about with the city making things simpler. It used to be 600 if it was one thing, 800, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just a flat 800 now. And that sounds really small and people are used to like 3,000 square foot houses, but you can put a lot in 800 square feet. You know, you, you can get a two bedroom, one bath, potentially even a two bed, two bath, um, unit together in 800 square feet. You just have to be really smart about it. Yeah. 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 You you can't have a ton of hallways. You, you have to make, you have to make every space do two or three duties. It's kind it's kind of almost like, um, designing a ship, Mm -hmm. designing a boat, you know, where you have to be able to do a ton of different things in, in a small space. That's part of why I love designing them because there's, there's just so fun to try and fit all those pieces together to get the most out of them. Yeah. Ahoy, Paloy. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. I like it. So let's talk about the hard costs. If we're gonna if we're gonna maximize our, our footprint and we're gonna we're gonna build eight hundred square feet detached, attached, you know, what is that what's that look like? That this is kind of where the rubber meets the road these days because costs have been so high from labor to sheetrock to to lumber. Like what's it gonna what's it gonna take what's what's it gonna take to build something these days? That is probably the number one question I get from everybody. And unfortunately, my answer is probably the the least satisfying of yeah, any of right. them. You can be looking at anywhere from as cheap as maybe even 75 bucks a square foot to, you know, a thousand dollars a square foot. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but it's because there are so many variables. When when you're designing a single family detached house, which is what everyone is so used to, you're typically starting with just a flat empty lot, right? So there's there's really no question marks there. It's just land and you're going to dig a hole, put a foundation and start building on it. But when you have an existing house, you have to first figure out kind of what the bones of that house is, you know? I mean, because there's some of these houses that are built here that don't even have insulation in the walls you know, and some of them, it's just newspaper. And then you have other houses that are, that are brand spanking new and somebody wants to put something in it. Um, and so you have the issues of, do we need to worry about lead? Do we need to worry about asbestos? Um, you know, where, where are we going to put our fire separation to separate these units? Are they going to be attached? Is it detached? Um, the, the cheapest way to go about doing things is probably a garage conversion, but it really depends on the garage. Um, if the foundation is sketchy, you're just going to have to tear the whole thing down and start over. Right. You know, um, so if the, the easiest way to look at it is to probably think about a detached dwelling, uh, a a detached ADU. And then that 
is typically going to get you closer. But the other thing that people need to keep in mind is the ADU still has to have the most expensive parts of the house. It still has to have the kitchen and it still has to have the bathroom and you can only make those things so small right? anyway. So you have to have cabinets, all the plumbing, electrical, the tile, you know, all of that stuff. So when you look at the total cost per square foot of developing it, to be safe, you probably need to think one and a half times what a typical single family home might be. Um, and that extra, that extra 50% there is to kind of account for the fact that you're having to build all that expensive square footage. You don't get very much of the cheap square footage. But then there's also all of the overhead that comes with any project. Right. You know. It's that old adage, you know, when you go to the furniture store and you look at the cost of the sofa <laughs> and then you look at the cost of the love seat and you're like, why is the love seat cost as much as the sofa? And it's yeah. like... It takes just about the same amount of fabric, wood, springs to build, you know, two two uh, seating for two as, as it does yeah. for three, right? It's just there's not a lot of savings. Well, and especially when you're looking at like unit costs for plywood and things like that, you know, um, you're going to have just as much waste. Yeah, you know, and and all that goes into it. Yeah, and and when you can spread that waste over three thousand square feet, it doesn't have as much of an impact on the cost as when you're cranking it down to eight hundred. Right, and I mean honestly, some of these areas for ADUs, um, I mean we we just built one at our house that's only four hundred and fifty square feet, and you can put an amazing amount of stuff in just four hundred and fifty square feet, but. <laughs> when you bring it down to that 450 square feet and then you look at the cost per square foot of construction, that's where your eyes get really big. Right, right. Well, and it's also that adage of, you know, a single level house costs about one and a half times more to build than a two-story house, right? Yeah. You know, you got more roof. In, and when you're just building, you know, five, 600, 800 feet, you just don't get any, you don't get any, any, um, any value of- no. The, the additional square footage. So so then, like, it, I think a, a great example for people here in Bend, given there's so many large lots and everyone has so many toys, like the number of people I talk to that can't park their cars in their garage because it's so full of right. toys. So one option that I think makes a lot of sense for Bend and relates to what you're talking about with the cost of developing a, a two-story is to build yourself a two-story, or a, sorry, a, a, a two-car garage and then uh, an ADU up above it. And the the square footage for the two ends up almost working out perfectly right. for that ADU to be 800 square feet over the top of a two-car garage. Right, And then you either have more space for toys or someplace to actually put your cars and then and then you're getting that ADU up above. And now, I mean we we've talked a lot about how how expensive they are, but even still with that cost, the return on investment when you figure in the cost of rent and stuff in this town, it's still a good investment. Right. I mean, you could be paying back in as little as 5 years you know, maybe 10 or 15, mm -hmm. but that's, that's an amazing investment. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's full add value, right? You know, everybody's yeah. in the real estate world. Everybody loves add value. Yeah. How do I add value? How do I yeah. improve? How do I grow? How do I get the most amount of, um, 
How do I get the most amount of appreciation bump for for what I already have? Well, in the appreciation bump is still it's still a bit of a mystery because ADUs are so new realistic uh, realistically that nobody really knows how to deal with them from an appraisal standpoint. And so if you're looking to put money into a property to then up the resale value to make a ton of money, an ADU is not going to do that for you right now. If if you're if you're more concerned about your your ROI on on that resale, then put that money into a new kitchen or a bathroom because that's going to serve you way better. But if you build that ADU, you are setting yourself up for a fairly passive income into retirement. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that, that, and that's honestly, that's just one, one reason to build an ADU too, because yeah. there's so many different reasons. Yeah. To do I mean, it. I think, you know, there's lots of options there. And I would say too, that if we back up from the last, I've been selling real estate in Bend since 2008, which was a great year to start, start <laughs> selling real estate in Bend. Um, uh, but, you know, I have seen a bunch of non-approved. Um, oh yeah. Accessory dwelling units that, exist in Bend. And I will say that there is definitely a premium for the properties that have those. Yeah. I mean, those, let's call them, just call them ADUs, even though they're not approved, right? right? That have an apartment or what granny flat or whatever that looks like, you know, people, home buyers want that space. Yeah. They want that space. They're willing to pay more for that space to um to to bet that they might get it approved or that they're gonna rent mm -hmm. it without an approval, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like, right? And so um there's definitely a a benefit to yeah. to that space, approved or not. Yeah. And there's a bunch of it that isn't approved. Well and and appraisal uh, appraisals and the loan process in general, they're catching up. It's just I mean, real estate's just slow. Yeah. Just everything yeah. about it's slow. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What are um, some of the common challenges that you face when designing an ADU in Bend? Um, when when you're designing an ADU, from a from a conceptual standpoint, we kind of talked a little bit about one of the first priorities is squeezing everything you can out of the limited square footage that you have. But I think perhaps more importantly, it's protecting the privacy for the existing main house and then the new ADU. And that's to make sure that, I mean, you're, you're effectively building a neighbor in your backyard, right? And you want to do that in a way that doesn't feel like they're stepping on you, right? And they're not looking at you and watching you, you know, you don't, you don't want to build your, 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 nearest peeping Tom kind of a situation. Right, right. So um, it's really important to to protect the, that privacy, but then also still give people views to the outside. And I mean, it's such a beautiful place to live here. We need to still have that connection to the outdoors, but do it in a way that, like I said, is private, but also kind of helps create a sense of identity because everybody wants to be able to have a little bit of pride when they point and they say, that's where, that's where I live, mm -hmm. you know, and that includes the tenants that are living in that ADU. And so it's, that that's, that's part of what I love about designing ADUs though, because that's a tough nut to crack and get it done really well. I've got a friend who's building an ADU up on in the West Hills and is getting a fair amount of pushback from the neighbors. 
And, yeah. and what we talked about, he called me and said, gosh, I've been kind of getting some heat from the neighbors. And I just said, hey, you know, it's the city approved it. Yeah. And you did your best to, you know. Well, and, and there's a few ways you can go about doing that. One, you don't want to make that ADU overbearing. Um, 80, 800 square feet sounds really small, but it can still make a huge impact. Um, especially like I said, if, if we're talking about doing a two car garage down below with your 800 square feet above, that's, that can be a big impact. In yeah. Some the height of that. Is, oh yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, so you want to make sure you're still fitting in the neighborhood and still fitting in with the scale and the design and the look of your existing house as well. So it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't come across too overbearing. You, you don't want to make Frankenstein that brings out the pitchforks right, right, and, and the torches, right. you know? Yeah. And I think one of the things that's going to happen as we experience density increase, mm -hmm. you know, that that's the reality is we're going to see a density increase and in everybody, there's going to be a fair amount of not in my backyard as we, as we, yeah. as we see this shift and the city try to really lobby for, more units to create, you know, I don't know if we want to call it affordable housing, but just some supply. Yeah. We're going to be, we're going to have some neighborhoods that feel like they should be excluded from that when there's really not going to be any exclusion from that. Yeah. Other I, than CCNRs. I, I was just going to say CCNRs because yeah. there's actually, um, if you're looking to develop an ADU right now, I would kind of steer clear of Northwest Crossing because they have, that was developed under an overlay that has some additional requirements in there. Plus they're so packed to the gills that you're kind of looking at in an interior carve out of a space. Right. Uh, rather than doing an addition. Um, but the other thing to look at is, is most definitely CCNRs. And that's actually a, a nationwide thing where there's some uh, homeowners associations that are looking at ADUs. And part of the reason everyone's so terrified of them is because they think that every ADU is going to instantly be a short-term rental. And then they immediately start thinking frat parties going to destroy the neighborhood. Yeah. Yada, yada. Yeah. And, uh, but that's not, not the reality. The right. Yeah, I agree. What are um, some, can you talk to us about any financial incentives or tax breaks that are available for, for building ADUs and Bend? As far as I know, there's not a large number of tax breaks for this. Um, I know the current administration has talked about doing some things and there seems to be movement towards that, but specifics I am still not sure of. Okay. Um, I would though say to reach out to Energy Trust because they have a lot of rebates depending on what it is you're doing. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit about the age of some of these, uh, these houses in town. And if you're building an ADU, it's a pretty invasive construction process. It's, it's a pretty big deal. Um, and if you're going to have a con construction project in your backyard, you might as well look at doing some upgrades on your house as well to increase its efficiency. And so, Energy Trust has a lot of different programs for for improving your existing house, but then also depending on how how involved you want to get in in sustainability and efficiency for the ADU, there's a lot of a lot of incentives there too. It's a great segue for my next question. <laughs> Effective July one, and we had um, we had a home inspector here come and talk to us about the home energy score report card mm -hmm. that is 
um, going to be mandatory for all houses that transfer transfer yeah. ownership upon listing. So, are there certain design elements that future ADU owners should be thinking about in light of the new program coming online? Um, honestly, ADUs are so incredibly small that they it just kind of makes them efficient, right? Um, but yeah, there's there's some building techniques that people can look at that uh, that I find really interesting. Um, there's uh, they're called SIPs, structurally insulated, um, yeah, panels, and um, that they make a pretty airtight structure. Um, you can also look at uh, insulated concrete forms if you if you want to go the the hardcore bunker route. That that's going to make you a bomb proof uh, mm. building that's going to be insanely efficient. Um, but then there's other tests and stuff that can be done, um, like blower tests and, um, some additional new products that help seal up the tiny little air gaps that you just can't even, I mean, you're never even going to know that they're there, but you can still seal them up. Um, and, um, but between some of those, those more advanced things, um, and then the more simple things of, of just using mini splits, which are enormously popular yeah. right now. Uh, they're also really efficient. And so um, I think any ADU is probably going to, to score fairly well. Um, but like I said, when you're doing that ADU construction, it's a really good time since you already got contractors there. Have them swap out some of those old windows for some new ones. That's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Um, have them put in some more insulation in your attic. Take a look at your crawl space. There's probably not insulation down there in some of those older places. Have them insulate that. Um, insulate while they're down in the crawl space, insulate your plumbing. You know, there's a lot of those fairly simple things that can be done that that uh is really low-hanging fruit that people just aren't really aware of. Yeah. Um and you know, like I said, while, while you have a construction project going, you might as well look at the house and and uh, and see about checking off some of those easy easy to do items. Right. Anything else? Real estate brokers should be well versed on in the in terms of ADUs. Um. Well, for for the city of Bend, I I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about it before, but I I would kind of look to Portland. And see what's going on in Portland and and what's working in Portland because, like I said, uh, Ben seems to be fairly proactive about some things, and uh, you know, they might be open to doing the parking pad thing, um, and um, they they listen to real estate agents. You know, it's real estate is is one of the big industries in this town, and uh, if if that can be a good quality selling feature for for your your listings and so on um you know the the city might be be willing to make that change so i mean that that's a little more proactive in like looking for future change um as far as things that are that are currently in place um right after uh the state passed the law that then required single family um zoning to allow the ADUs and the duplex triplex fourplex bit they had a follow up supporting bill that would allow those types of properties to be subdivided easier and so i think that would be really good for real estate agents to not not just be aware that an ADU can be rental income but it can also 
be like development income for like a, you know, selling, right. selling a- Actually a, carving it up. Right. And so like you could buy a larger lot with a house that's, you know, going to stretch you pretty tight if, if you can afford to build that ADU and then you carve that off and sell that. You know that that could be that could be what makes financial sense yeah. to to a to a client. Create a bunch of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, Ryan. Thanks for joining us today. It's been fabulous to have you here. No, thank you very much for having me. It's it's really fun. This is is obviously a a thing I'm pretty passionate about. Yeah. So yeah, good. Well, thanks a lot for your information. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Navigating Real Estate. Listen, follow, drop us a review. Your feedback means a lot, and if you like what you're hearing, make sure to share it.